0: Good afternoon and
1: good evening welcome to ongakadu the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the japanese music industry this is the podcast for the week of january 29 2021 i'm your host ken and with me we have gray
2: what's happening dudes
1: and luna hey everyone how have we been what have we been listening to as of late let's start with you gray
2: Uh, Yeah, so uh, lately I have been listening to, I've still got Dice's Six on repeat. Uh, That's a really good album. I still think I like Face a little bit more than Six, but I have been really enjoying it. I've also been listening to Monster Flight, which we covered last week, so I, I, I have been enjoying that as well. I freaking uh, knew it. <laughs> <laughs> In about two months from now. Oh, yeah! I decided to jump into their entire discography. Well, yeah, I haven't looked into the group, but I, this is their first single, I think. So, yeah. So, I'm already a huge fan of their whole discography. All four songs. It's fantastic. I'm the but-
1: unofficial member of.
2: The- <laughs> I don't like them that much. <laughs> That's what
1: you said with, uh, what you call?
2: Color creation? I mean, I've always been pretty big on color creation, but... yeah, Like, dice, for a long time, I was kind of lukewarm on them, and then... I still haven't declared myself as the sixth unofficial member, because...
1: I thought you did.
2: (laughs) No, I... I, It feels weird to do that, because... the, The name that they picked was, like, the fans are, like, one side of the die... So technically, all the fans of Dice are technically unofficial members of Dice because of the way, like the whole sl- way like their whole theme is set up. So I'm like, well,
1: yeah, you can I, rig it.
2: Uh, yeah, that's what
1: Vegas but Vegas
2: does right. I mean, you're not wrong. Also, they drop an album named Six, and it's not a Dice related, uh, like a physical Dice related album title. It's referring to six a sixth sense. I was like, but that that's. that's what,
1: uh, that's what all their singles were alluding to
2: yeah well it went right over my head like i was really looking because i was really looking forward to like a like a like you're a like oh they're doing
1: taste they're doing smell they're doing sight huh, i wonder uh, what the album is funniest.
2: yeah this is a dice thing yeah yeah i, I love it but, you know i, I am a D nerd at the end of the day so uh, like any any sort of like dice related reference i, I kind of like enjoy a lot but the other song I've been listening to, and I've had this on repeat for a while and and Luna, you might, you might know this song that I'm going to talk about, but it's Beverly's everlasting sky, which was the theme for the be the one build movie. That, that song is amazing. And if you have not heard it, I definitely, definitely recommend it. Like that is a gorgeous, gorgeous song. And I, I just, I've had that on repeat about all week. So that That is a really good song. If you haven't heard it and you're a Beverly fan, I, I would say you're missing out. Like, Everlasting Sky is really good. But that's about all I've been listening to. What about you guys?
0: I know what song you're talking about. That was on our Infinity album, and you're right, it is a good song. Yeah. And so I've been listening to a kind of a hodgepodge of stuff, but not really. So I went back on a Mo Moon, uh, Mo Moon kick and i have been listening to their i'm trying to think of really how to describe it because it has been a little bit of a hodgepodge but more near the early of their career so such as like sunshine girl and why am my head is just totally blanked evergreen flower sweetheart more along those lines and i just freaking love mo moon i mean they're fantastic I think Yuka is freaking adorable and she has such good vocals love is everywhere that was that one of the big songs because it's so fun and it's so upbeat and since I've been sick all week that has put me in a great mood and just listening to it brings me cheer so that's been a big part of my week and also Mizuki Nana I um, had on as background noise as one of her music video Blu rays and was listening to a lot of her, I guess, middle career, middle road stuff, um, such as like, uh, I'm trying to think what was all in that Blu ray It was the one with um, TM Revolution, songs she did with him, and my mind is like blanking because I was listening while working. And not watching. So I my mind is like, uh, not working today. Uh, but Mizuki Nana has been a big part of it as well. And of course, this week's music corner, which I have freaking adored, I also went back to Emmy Media again because I love Emmy. There's just something about her voice that is freaking amazing. I mean, nobody like you is just such a great song, Mr. Alien. I mean her whole Bluebird album uh contrast is a great album but she is just phenomenal and i will say bluebird is my favorite album by her now and her crossover mini album is great i love the song proud and also i went back to simba simba c-i-m-b-a i haven't listened to him for quite some time and to my pleasant surprise he actually had several tunes he dropped in 2020, and Jimmy Choo was one of my favorite ones, and he's just a great R&B male vocalist. If you haven't heard of him, check him out. He's been around for quite some time, but he is, I feel like he falls under a lot of people's radar. He is amazing, and a little bit of Kodakumi here and there. And just, you know, just some some randomness. But the Mizuki Nana ones I could not think of before. It was Scarlet Knight, Pulp Master, Junketsu Paradox, Sinker Gazer, and Kinda no Resistance. So those were a couple of the, the big ones I was listening to by her. And she is freaking phenomenal. I'm sure most of you are already familiar with her, but I absolutely love her. So... Ken, what have you been listening to?
1: So I've been listening to a whole bunch of things. So first off, I've been listening to Inc Again. So their City Kills the Highway album that released back in 2019. So I've been listening to that. I've been listening to Rescue by Mizuki Ohira. And Candy Go Round by the Hello Live Idol Project. So Hello Live has been ruining my life as of two years ago so or two two months ago now so i've been kind of going into that there is a song by the lovely artist mei ihara called day to night which is absolutely amazing i think you would really like her luna there's also another artist named shosa and their track nothing but the love which is absolutely phenomenal which i actually really really loved And I went back to Don again because I actually really, really liked Don. Unfortunately, the public didn't like it this week, but I've actually really, really enjoyed my time with Don again this week. But with that, let's continue on to this week's topic. And this is something that we wanted to kind of do for a while, but we had to at least kind of get our footing in with the music industry, so to speak. But here's an Topic about artists that we hope Wish could do a comeback Now to preference we did Artists that would Have to have been gone for at least a couple Years now so I can't be like oh I want Odyssey to come back Nah we'll have to wait for that to, If they are still going to come back or not But well, I put that little preference there so Just so that you know If there is a small cult Following so to speak they would want to be Nicely and allowed But with that, let's start with you, Luna. Of Who would you want to have come back? And I know that you have a a lovely list here. You kind of went down the rabbit hole, so to speak.
0: Oh, I went way down the rabbit hole as I feel like for me, when I got into Japanese music, it was in about 2004. And I have gone through so many artists then. And there's still many that I personally love and who've dropped off the face of the earth or who disbanded you know and many I'd love to see come back. Although I think a majority of these we will never ever see come back but I have hope. So a few I'll run through quickly some I might talk about more in depth. So the first big big one for me is Uni she is most known for her role in the non alive action movies as Rayra. She was the lead vocalist, so that's really how she got her big start was with Endless Story. And she also did an ending theme for Gundam Double Zero, "Trust You." And she's done many, many big songs. She also collaborated with Celine Dion on a song as well. And so, 2010 was the last time she ever did anything. She released a best album and then she went back to hawaii for a while and if i'm correct she is living in okinawa now but other than that it's been crickets and silence you see some instagram posts from her occasionally but i i honestly would love to see her make a comeback because she easily could do it i mean but the other thing is does she want to i have a feeling she's living her own life so i have hope but it's not much so my second one is Emity. She is most known for her collaborations with Flow. She has an amazing voice. Her Flower of Life album was, I mean, that album Grip me, and Rain was a track I listened to and repeat for years. So 2010 was her last solo activity. For now, she actually writes for a lot of artists. And I know she went back to college, but I would love to see her come back and do another MFLO collaboration. If she were to come back, I think that would be amazing. Even if it was just to do a song with Umflow, I would be happy. But she is an artist I'd like to see just bring her head back up. Uh, duo, uh, hip-hop duo Benny Kay. They were last active in 2010. One of their their vocalist, rapper Yuki, mainly vocalist Yuki, is still active on Twitter as uh, Jolly Roger she's known as but she hasn't really done anything music neither of them have they kind of just dropped off after their Benny Becca project Foxy Miss this was a huge one I was a huge fan they're marketed as the Japanese Destiny's Child they disbanded officially in 2010 to pursue solo careers Yuwa actually did very well solely her solo music is fantastic Chie didn't do so well she did things here or there Dem disappeared. The good thing I found out from this is they reunited for one song in 2019 to commemorate UA's 10th anniversary as a solo artist. And I can't find it. It's not an Apple Music U.S., so I'm upset. But that made me happy to see that they got back together once, and this gives me hope that if they did it once, they could do it again. I would love to see that. I highly doubt it, but it would be amazing. Double I'd love to see her come back. She rears her head now and then with a the Best Album every couple years, and that's it. She was a great R&B artist, great vocals. I know she has to be in her late 40s by now, and I'd love to see her come back. I I have my doubts. Melody, she's never coming back. I'm just going to be honest with myself. I want her to so bad, and Ken, I know you feel me on this, but she retired in eight, She married Miavi. They have two girls, and they have a boy in the way. I can't see her coming back because she's happy being a mama. <laughs> but I think me and Ken would both love to see her come back, even if it was for one song. Uh, Heart Stales, this was a huge, huge, huge one I was into. Uh, Japanese hip-hop duo, born and raised, or born in Japan, raised in New York, if I'm correct. And they d- they departed, they went their separate ways in 06. And I actually found out years ago that the vocalist rapper Rum owns her own studio, married, has a family, and then Jules just, I, who knows what she does now. So I don't see them ever getting back together with how Rum has a successful career in New York doing something completely different. I would love to see them reunite for like a big tour or something because they were like the go-to. I I freaking love them. The songs they did with m they did collaboration with double all their hip-hop songs. I mean, they did English versions along with Japanese versions. They they were so good at mixing up and mixing in American rap lyrics with Jap- Japanese and I loved it how they switched it up and their music is fantastic and I still go back to so many of their songs, like Candy Pop, What Sold Out, Shit of What, Featuring Double. I mean, they were the shit back then, and I miss them. Snow, another one that I hear she still might be active. She's active on Twitter. She's most famously known for two anime songs from Jigoku Shoujo, Sakasama no Chou, and Nightmare. Other than that, nothing since 2017, really? And it was a digital single? uh jamoza i see all her posts she's been in hawaii and i'm upset but she hasn't released anything since 2014 if i'm correct she is some, she's a son and i have a feeling she's happy being a mom and won't come back but i'd love it if she would i used to say kozue i have no idea what happened to her she just disappeared last activity is 2015 i loved her cute pop style and i thought she was adorable. I I just, there's really not, not much on her. Olivia, I follow her on Instagram. She has her own design site. She sells designs. She keeps teasing that she's doing new music, but has not done anything. Most, most people know her as doing the theme song to the Anonyme, A Little Pain, and Wish. However, I've known her since in the late 90s, early 2000s, when she got her career off the ground. So I'm a huge fan of her. I'd love to see her come back. I'm awaiting her coming back. And I can see her actually making a comeback. It's about 50-50. And if she does, I will be on that. Stephanie, who I found out something interesting from her, her solo activity in Japan ended in 2012. However, she participates in an Armenian band that travels the world. And she's their lead vocalist. So I did not realize she was Armenian, uh, ja- Armenian Japanese American, and I thought it was extremely interesting. She did Song to Gundam 00 and another anime, um, Kiss from Engaged Planet, but she hasn't really done much. I'd like to see. I could see her possibly coming back to Japan, but I think she's having a decent career in this band she's in. So, I have my doubts, but I, I mean, it'd be nice to see her actually do a comeback because she was very famous, known for her like whistle notes she would do in each of her songs. Satomi, so I'd like to see her come back. Last thing she did was in 2012. I bought every single album and single from her when she came about, even her UK stuff. And she just disappeared. And since she's a common name, it's impossible to find out what happened to her. But I greatly enjoyed her music. I I, I I can't see her rearing her head again, though. And the last one is Shifau. And I really liked her because she was very interesting. Like, her whole motto was, don't judge a book by its cover or by their looks, because her sound was very upbeat. She kind of had a little bit like an Ayumi voice, but she was a gyaru. And you don't see many vocalists who are gyarus because people sometimes perceive them... Not so well. And I loved her music and her style. And she retired, I put that in quotation marks, in 08, to begin a school for gyarus. And she just never returned. I'm just marking her as officially retired. I would like to see her come back. But is that likely? Not not really. So,
2: Okay, so for Sar- the uneducated, could you explain what a gyaru is? I've never heard of it.
0: So, um, a gyaru is per... It's. I'm trying to think of how to explain this. It is a fashion. It's the type of fashion. So it's girls who tan. They they tan. They pretty much do the like. There's extreme gyaru and there's non extreme streams. So one of my friends does it and she does like the bubblegum type of pop gyaru where she has her hair like pink stylized pigtails, the makeup, fake eyelashes, um, so basically heavy lipstick.
1: It's a fashion statement that is more americanized and it was it it deals with a lot of like tanning and things like that and having a little bit much more darker skin and blonde hair it's basically based off of like i don't know Baywatch or something like that
0: okay yeah yeah it's like very tan blonde hair heavy makeup but um it's
1: like rock at this point where there's different forms of gyaru
0: Yes. Yes. There are a lot of different forms and that's where it's like it can become really generalized now. Back then it wasn't. A lot of people said they more it was like clown makeup they do. Yeah. You know but now it's not like they've changed so much since you know since when it first started becoming popular but she represented like that style and back then. You know, it was kind of weird seeing someone who, who was a gadu, which I guess some people would say, like, Gal. That's another, like, a nickname for him Gals. But it, it's, it was, that's kind of one of the reasons I was drawn to her, because you really couldn't, you can't judge a book by its cover. And that was her whole, you know, thing. But, yeah, a little, de- you know, some a little fashion stuff there.
2: Thank you guys for explaining, because I was really confused. <laughs>
0: you're welcome hopefully we explained it well enough because it's such an interesting thing but if anyone wants to google it it's spelled g y a r u
2: all right so uh for me my list i i have a much smaller list uh, unfortunately because i've not been listening as long as luna has so i've I've only got three maybe four the gang likes me cheat a little bit but uh, the first one that came to my mind is a is a hip hop duo called Hal Cali, and I, I came across them because they did one of the endings for Eureka Seven, and I really loved Tip Taps Tip, and I wanted to dig into more of their music, and I haven't, I, like they have some of their music on Apple Music, but not really. But they were, but uh, they were uh, together from 2002 to 2013, and the members are um, Hauka and You Callie. And I, I did, I just, I really like their style and their sense. I've been meaning to go back and listen to what little bit they do have on Apple Music, but uh, I would love to just see them come back and to see them now because. One of the genres that I really like is hip-hop, and I I'm usually have a hard time finding hip-hop artists that I like. And so I, I've always really liked this tag team duo, and I, I would love to see them come back and, and do something awesome. Because like they they really did have like a cool sound. One of the other groups that I did was Homemade Kazaku and again, that's another uh, hip-hop group. And I I really loved them. And again, I discovered them through the same show, uh, Eureka 7, uh, because they did um, Shonen Heart, which is a great song. And I went, I got their best of album. It was just absolutely fantastic. I loved every song on that album. And I, like, these guys were really freaking good. Their rap was on fire. Just everything about them I loved. And... I would just love to see these guys come back and, you know, really see what they can do. I mean, they they'd probably be a little rusty. They disbanded in December of twenty sixteen. So it hasn't been too long since they disbanded, but you know it's been a little over four years. So they, they might be a little rusty, but I would like to see them they were active for twenty years because they got started in uh nineteen ninety-six. So they had a good run, but I would love to just hear these guys come back. I, I That would be really, really cool. Uh, the last group that I did was Stereo Pony. And Stereo Pony is a pop rock band. They got started in 2007 and disbanded in 2012. And the best analog I could think of them is they're they're different, but they're kind of similar to Scandal. It's just a three-member rock band instead of four. But sound-wise, they're kind of the same. And yeah, I have their first and their third album, and they're really, really good. Their song, "Arigato" is gorgeous, and I would say a must-listen to. But the lead singer, Aimee, they had to disband because Aimee got like a throat polyp that she had to get surgically removed and she couldn't sing for a few years. Now she's come back recently. She's, she has like a solo career. I haven't had a chance to check that out, but she's got a little bit of a solo career, but it would be really cool if, uh, the whole gang came back and they kind of got together and did like a couple of songs.
1: But yeah, for mine, I have just a couple as well. Uh, I, didn't want i could have matched you luna but i, I i've kept it on my short end
0: i'm sorry <laughs>
1: that's fine and uh first off it's going to be high and mighty color so they were a lovely lovely rock band and as i really did like them from from bleach if you guys don't know and they, they, they've done a couple anime songs here or there but they they broke up after the lead singer Maki got married, and unfortunately everyone else kind of pieced out as well. After that, they tried to continue after without Maki, and it wasn't as good, so to speak. I, I was to confess with that because I didn't think their songs were good after Maki left because they had that I back, agree they had that dual balance that they had with the other other singer Hauka. and the rest of the band. They actually after they. Decided not to continue on with Kazuku or not Homemikazuku, high, high and Mighty Color, I'm thinking about them, <laughs> is uh they formed their own band called uh, Draco Vertigo, so, it's, and they've been having a pretty okay career as well, so, there's that. And next one is Judy and Mary, Judy and Mary, and, oh boy, what can I say about them? So, they were a rock band with a dual vocalist as well, and... They were pretty prolific in the 90s and the early aughts. And unfortunately, they broke up. And Mary, who is the female vocalist of that group, she she's now solo. And she's had a, a wonderful solo career. But a lot of people still like Judy Mary. And unfortunately, they probably are never going to get back together. So it's kind of like that kind of thing. So there's that. Then there's Speed, which is a lovely japanese girl group and unfortunately they break up all the time they come they come back for like reunions every so often but then they kind of just break up every so after that like a year or two after like they did one time reunion in like 2008 or something like that and then they did a reunion tour for like a couple years in 2013 or something and now they're signed with avex but nothing's come of it they had a best of album which is their entire discography it's like six discs i think
0: so oh yeah it's huge and it's already sold out everywhere i think too it dropped on one one
1: yeah so there, there's that and then zone zone is a perfect rock band it's pretty much the prefacence of what scandal ended up becoming and they are the girls band so to speak it's their they they kicked that off and started the whole genre of that and it's unfortunate what happened with them too, because they kind of broke up a lot. A they lot.
0: did. And remember, they formed another band called Maria with two of the members.
1: Yeah, it was alright, but it was kind of just like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Nagase Miu went solo, but then it didn't last very long.
1: Yeah, every single time they try to do a solo career, it doesn't last. I think out of all of the, all the all the artists that I've talked about, Mary was probably the most successful out of all of them. I mean, Draco Virgo is, they're alright, but they're not making the same numbers as as Mary is, so to speak.
0: Oh no, Mary, aka uh, Yuki, my god, like, she had a great solo career. Like, amazing solo career and she still sells very well to this day and releases music.
1: Yeah. Man. But, I mean, there's there's a couple things, like, uh, I, I wish that that all these artists could come back, especially Yuna Ito. I wish Yuna Ito could come back out of yours ones, And then, uh, obviously, because I just referenced them, <laughs> I wish Homemade Kazuku can come back from yours as well. Great, but... Uh, it's kind of hard. Okay, with that, I want to say let's continue on to this week's Music Corner here. And Luna, you have the honors of Introducing us to your artists this week. So why don't you take the reins?
0: All right. So I went a little bit, I guess you could say, out of my wheelhouse. In a way, they are in my wheelhouse personally for, like, my American music taste. But in Japanese music taste, I don't always go this route. So I picked a group or a band, I'm going to put it this way, called Tears of Tragedy. They are a three-member melodic power metal band, and they formed in 2008, consist of Haruka on vocals, Toru on guitar, and Hayato on keyboard. So when they originally formed, it only consisted of Toru and Hayato, and then Haruka joined in 2010. So about a year after she joined, they would release their full album, Elusive Moment. And they, they are a very interesting band because they give very powerful performance in the music they create with a like a um, melodic yet heavy composition but Haruka's vocals actually help make that a little bit I would say lighter or she at least deeply dominates it with her vocals so I feel like that's the one thing that really makes this band is they all have a great flow together you got Toto's guitar work is just phenomenal when you hear him go on riffs in it it is just amazing. And then Hayato's talent always shines in the keyboard because you are just memorized by how well his skills are. And they have this great combination because they each get their moment in the sun in this band. And, it's, and you can hear Hayato's keyboard in it. You can hear Toto's guitar work. And you hear Haruka's vocals. And that's the one thing I love is you hear all All of them, not just like Haruka dominating the whole band and you don't hear anything else, but each each member brings something special to this group. So so in their latest digital single, Non Sight, which I've had stuck in my head all week. Haruka's vocals are extremely dominant, but they're also very smooth, and I think it mixes perfectly with the composition. The chorus just pulls everything all together. Hayato has some great keyboard moments as it just mesmerizes you when he takes over parts of the track, and Todu's guitar riff leading up to that final verse is just ear-pleasing. And that's kind of a great example of just how this band works so well together, Astrea is another powerful track, and it just starts right off with Haruka's impressive vocals. And when you hear Todu and Hayato intermixing the guitar and the keyboard, just make everything flow so well together with the back and forth Astrea has. And Void Act is just impressive, and it is a very heavy track that really shows off both Todu and Hayato's skills right off the bat. And you just hear that guitar, you hear the keyboard, and it plays right into Haruka's vocals, just mixing it right in. And I feel like in Voidex, you can get lost in this tune as the guitar and the keyboard just suck you right in. And Haruka just leads the way right in it. And those are just three of the tracks. Another big one that I wanted to mention that just sticks out for this group is curse bride because it just it is one of the oddest tracks and it i wouldn't say it's just odd it is very interesting because you got opera you got screamo you got haruko's vocal you got everyone just blending and it is very unique and it makes them stand out and it's tracks like that that i just really love this band because it shows they're willing to mix it up and I want to say their song, After Song, is an absolutely beautiful ballad. My goodness. like Most of their tracks are very heavy, but After Song is a little bit lighter, and it concentrates more on Haruka's vocals and the keyboard. And it is gorgeous, and I would love to see them do more songs like this one. I also want to say their um, their whole Trinity album is just amazing. So they currently have two singles, Astrea and Non-Sight, four albums, Elusive Moment, Continuation of a Dream, Status, and Trinity. And Trinity just came out in November 2020, so it's pretty spanking new off the presses. You can check out their official website, Facebook, Hadaka's Twitter, Todu's Twitter, along with the music video on our site. And they are on Apple Music, Spotify, pretty much all the streaming services, Check them out. They are just a very powerful band. And I'm really curious to hear what you two think of him them. Because this is out of our, we've never really covered a metal band like this. So I can't wait to hear your thoughts.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, for me, I, I was really nervous going into this group. I, I have a long and storied track history with metal and me not really ever getting into it because a lot of my friends were metalheads, and so I would hear a lot of metal, and it would always just, I don't know, it just wouldn't be for me, I guess. So I was kind of nervous going into this because I was worried I wouldn't like them, but I came out very positive for the most part. There's like a couple of songs I did not like, but overall, I did really enjoy the Trinity album. I felt like that was a really solid album. Overall, it is... Eleven tracks, and I thought all of them were really good. My favorite track on there is "Innocent Graham." I thought that was probably my favorite song of theirs. But uh, "Non Sight" is a really, really good song. "After Song" is a great ballad, and you really get to hear the leads vocals, and she really kills it. So, I I thought like that's a, just a memorable, great song. And I did wound up really, really liking uh, their Trinity album. Their, their second album's status, it was okay. I, I wasn't as big of a fan of it. But there was still a couple of like standouts. I liked Blue Lotus. I thought that was a pretty pretty good song overall. And I thought Shizuku was a really good number to end the, the, the album on. Because I thought that was a really good song. So... It, for me, I, I kind of like the more current stuff, but still, overall, I did wind up really enjoying my time with them and was very thoroughly surprised.
1: Yeah, so for me, they were a very interesting pick, obviously. <laughs> Usually thinking of what you listen to for the Japanese side here, Luna. And I actually really like them up to a certain point. They reminded me a lot of what... Rosalia inspires to be a more female a driv- uh, female vocal driven, kind of hard, kind of rock s- style, and I kind of like that gothic opera feel that you get with a lot of their songs. So that that was one thing that really did turn me onto them. There's a handful of songs that I actually. Really did like obviously <laughs> one of the big things here is I did like Spring of Memory, I liked a lot of things from their Constitution of the Dream album. Here, Blue Lotus is actually a really good song, there, Non Sight, like you were saying earlier, Luna was really really solid. I actually really like that. Void Actos also really solid as well. There's a handful of songs I absolutely love from them, and some that I was kind of like, oh, I see where they're going, and I i kind of agreed and not agreed with certain chocks, but. Overall, I thought it was a really solid pick.
0: I'm glad you both really enjoyed them. I, I, I was a little worried because we've never covered a metal band. So I just thought they would be a perfect blend as they aren't like hardcore metal. And the use of their instruments, I think, makes them stand out. So I'm glad you really enjoyed them. And I hope they have a new release for when we do our Music Corner lineup to see how it stands out with the rest.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you picked them. And, you know, I've been wanting us to cover more metal so i'm really glad that you you picked them and we got to cover them so thank you luna for that
0: you're welcome it was fun so maybe you'll see some more metal from me in the future
1: with that let's continue on to this week's music or not musical or the Orcon here and it was very interesting to say the least
0: it was a very interesting week
2: uh yeah yeah it, it is it is pretty interesting overall right.
1: With what's that Let's continue on to number 10, and it's Zell of the Proud by Roselia. This is another single done by the Roselia group from Bang Dream. Obviously, I am very happy that this is on here, but what did you guys think of this?
0: So this was my song of the week. I thought Zell of the Proud was fantastic. I mean, these girls can rock. The vocals were great. Everything about it was amazing and i would buy this single i hit the plus sign on it immediately and this makes me really want to push watch and bang dream a high priority now because this song is just amazing
2: yeah Roselia is a group i honestly i've wanted to like more than what i typically do like i i like Where they're going and where they're at, but usually like they just don't cross the finish line for me. But Zillow of Proud was really, really good. This is probably my favorite song by them. It is really, really well done. And not only was Zill of the Proud really good, but the second song, Blessing Chord, was also really, really good. So and they both had like their own reasons for why they were fantastic. So I thought like this was easily the best song of the week. Like Luna, I went ahead and immediately added it to my library. It was really just really good. And I am pretty hyped for their next release after hearing Zilla proud. With
1: Rosalia, I've been, I've been all right with them. They are obviously my favorite group out of bang dream. And I did buy this, particular single as well. I bought the limited edition, mostly because it has the Blu-ray for their live concert, which I wanted to see as well. And I was a huge fan of Zillow the Proud, to be honest. I actually like the whole, the single as a whole, because you have that, and then Blessing Chord. Blessing Chord is probably one of my favorite B-side songs from them. Usually I don't really like a lot of B-side songs done by Rosalia, but blessing chord was a one-two punch so to speak so i really did like the fact that non-chon is the keyboardist who in roselia she had a much more vocal range in this one is she's probably one of the better vocalists in the group she's super shy girl so obviously getting breaking her out of her shell to have to actually show that she had really good vocal range was a problem at first, but like, there was this one live performance that she had where she did the song, and she sung the entire song by herself, and it was absolutely amazing, and I really, really loved it. But overall, I really love this single. I've, I bought it physically. I already have it downloaded as well, so I'm, I'm one of those rare people that have them both. And with that, this week, Zell of the Proud sold a, Zella Proud sold a lovely 24,292 points. And going on up to number nine, it is Ankar by Yu'al Sobi. So Ankar is part of their The Book album. And what did you guys think of this song?
0: So, this is my second favorite of the week. I thought Ankoru was actually a great single. And I know it's hard to follow up Yodani Kakedu in general, but Encore 2 was very, very solid and I listened to it more than once today and I think their actual album was great too, but I love the melody and of it and it just really draws you in.
2: Yeah, no, I wound up really enjoying Encore. I thought it was a, a pretty fun song overall. I think, honestly, this might be my favorite song done by Soby because, I mean, I... I like y- uh, Yoloni Kakeru, but it, I wasn't crazy, crazy about it, and I really didn't like Kaibutsu. So, for me, I, I really did enjoy Encore. I thought like it was probably their best song. I It didn't encourage me to check out the book. I'm, I might do it. I, I don't know. I'm still f- flirting with it, but... Encore was really good, and it was a really nice surprise.
1: Yep, no, I totally agree with you there, Greg. Encore is probably their best song that we've heard by them as of right now. I've really enjoyed it overall because they did have the balance between Ayase and Ikuda's composition, so... It's it's really nice overall.
0: Yeah, I, I agree on that, because I... Ankoru, uh, I liked after listening to Ankoru and then going back to Yoruni I do think Ankoru is the stronger of the two. And I thought the book actually was a pretty decent album. I I found a couple other songs that were very strong on there, like Haruka, but Ankoru is easily the strongest song on the, on the book.
1: With that, this week Ankor sold a lovely 24,744 points. And going on up to number eight, it is Kaibutsu by Sopi. I guess I know how you feel about this, grade, but overall, it's still very popular due to the rising love of Bay Stars. I'm probably we're probably going to see this again once it hits English side. So this week, Kaibutsu sold their lovely twenty eight thousand eight hundred and fifty points. And going on up to number seven, it is Homura by Lisa. And I guess this is going to be the little bit of downfall for Lisa for a bit until uh, Mugen Train comes to the west here. So with that, this week it's all the lovely 34,863 points. And going on up to number six, it is Usela by Aldo. And it's, it's interesting to see this on here arise a little bit more, but We'll have to keep our eyes up to see if it's going to be this flavor of the the month, so to speak. And this week it's another lovely 35,241 points. And going on up to number five, it is Dry Flower by UD. I'm so happy that UD actually stayed on the chart here. Like I said, I've been real, really happy with his discography so i've been going back to it here and there and unfortunately it is dryflower that is the number one overall but i I personally like a lot of more of their other songs or his other songs but dryflower sold a lovely 37,563 points and going on up to number four it is step and a step by need you not much more we can say about this right but yeah, this week it sold a lovely 38,057 points. And going on up to number 3, it is Dynamite by BTS. And we'll see the song a lot more. It's still popular on the US airwaves here. So it is what it is. And this week it sold a lovely 39,215 points. And going on up to number 2, it is Yodini Kakedu by Yoa be Still their breadwinner song of this I guess this past two years now, (laughs) but this week it sold a lovely 43,573 points. And going on up, it is Grandeur by Snowman. Now, how did you guys feel about this song overall? I have some thoughts about it.
0: So I guess I'll go first. I didn't care for Grandeur. I also knew it was, so I knew it was going to be an upbeat dance song and I'm okay with that. However, this was very K-pop to me. And yes, I do like my some of my K pop boy boy groups and stuff like that. And I just think for me they were trying they were pushing a little too hard with the pop and lock. And it just didn't do it for me. I, I could not get into it. It and I think that's my big thing. It's not Johnny's at all. And I actually forgot for a second they're Johnny's listening to Grandor. And I know what they're trying to do, because this will definitely grab the younger crowd. I mean, this is what a lot of the music that the younger crowd has been gravitating toward. And I could see something like this doing very well in the U.S., actually, and in Korea. Um, I I particularly didn't care for the song. I thought it was okay. You know, I... But I kind of expected this more out of Stones, than snowman but i mean i'm glad they're switched they're trying to switch it up and trying to hit toward the younger people but it just didn't do it for me
2: oh yeah for me i love snowman i always look forward to their next release and uh, this won't change too much i like the group i think they have really good composition and vocals but grandeur is a miss for me i i don't think it's their best song it's easily their worst and it, it doesn't it does feel more like a stone song it, it really does at the end of the day but you know i don't want to just pigeonhole stones and snowman i mean they're able to branch out and do other things but for me like it's almost there like it's not quite as catchy as what i would like it to be if i was going to be dancing to it like i just don't think it's that catchy of a song but it does hit like all of the beats that for for it to be like a popular song and maybe i need to go back and listen to it again but i I don't see that happening but this is their weakest song so any, I'm looking forward to their next release. I think Snowman's really talented. I think this was just a misfire. We'll see. But I wasn't the biggest fan of Grandeur overall.
1: I mean, overall, I originally thought... I already knew what I was going to think of this song just by doing the article. They said it's a more pop, dance-heavy song, and I was like, I absolutely already hate this by, going, by re- reading the description of the song. So I already had my ideas of what this song was going to be. And when I watched the music video and the live performance of this song, it absolutely confirmed that I do not like neither of Snowman and Stones. It's, But that's just me, and it's mostly because I am old man yelling in the clouds of get off my lawn kind of thing, because this style is not for me. This style is for something else, and it's not Johnny's, in my personal opinion. So... That's my whole thing with Grandeur. And obviously, we were proven wrong because all three of us didn't really like the song, but it sold fairly well regardless.
2: True, true.
0: Yeah, I'm not not surprised it sold as much as it did, to be honest, because I see what they're aiming for now. And like you can, this isn't Johnny's to me. So that's, you know, why it kind of was part of me not liking it. It, I mean, even if it wasn't Johnny's, I probably still wouldn't have cared for it either. But I can see how it's really hitting with the younger people because this is what a lot of them are listening to now. So I'm sure that's what they were leaning toward, you know, and they're pretty. So, you know, some people want the all those additions for those pretty boys.
1: But yeah, regardless, Grand so a lovely 800- And 7,014 copies because it was mostly physical. It is streaming for Japan. (laughs) So there's that. We like to. Every single time I see the. I, I know specifically for Snowman and Stones, they are released streaming as well, but it's only Japan only.
0: So,
1: yeah, yep. if
0: they went worldwide, I mean, or if they if they actually expanded their streaming, I think they'd easily get over over, um, you know, the a million just because I can see this being really popular overseas.
1: But the thing is, they're going to be typecasted into that. That's my whole thing.
0: They will. Yeah, That that's the unfortunate thing.
1: But regardless it sold well. It is number one. And it, it is continuing on their streak of having the well sell for their singles. I think it's the fourth time they had over seven hundred thousand, so third or fourth time. But regardless, let's go on to the go to the albums here and it's a little interesting. We got Unseen World by Batman, which is their brand new album for their new label. So I'm I'm glad that they're they're here. It's for uh Canyon, I believe that's what their their new label is. You got Idolmaster, oh god. <laughs> shiny colors, colorful be fe- at featers. Fe- Sorry, gotta gotta do it how they do it. And it's Stella. it's Team Stella, so I guess it's that, that little subgroup for Idol Master. Uh, you got first by Stones once again up here. You got six by dice they made it up to number five mostly because probably the physical release of the album. All right?
2: Yeah, that, that's the way that it looks, yeah.
1: yeah. Then we got The Book by yo at number four. You got Graduation by Low Glee Monsters. That is very ominous that their single is called Graduation. Yeah, You got Beck Home by Beck I believe it is a Korean star here. It is his first Japanese mini-album, so congratulations to him. And, of course, dominating chart, it is Tomorrow X Together, TXT, which still dreaming, so that's really good. I have to go check this out because I really did like what I heard from TXT. But with that, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Ongakudu. You can find us on all social media sites at Ongakudu on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the site at Ongakudu.com. You can find all of our affiliates. Hunter, he is a variety streamer who just went through... The lovely Metal Gear, he just went through Metal Gear Solid 2. I believe he's going to try Metal Gear Solid 3 next, so there's that. You can follow him at twitch.tv slash Hunter K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also follow our good friend Timbertaf. He is a variety streamer who just did a very sensual Glover stream where he licked the damn game cartridge, which was disgusting because I don't, I don't know where Timber puts that thing. But you can check it out at uh, twitch.tv slash timbertaft, T I M B R T A F T. You can also check out your sister Luna Rose, who just came back to streaming as of re- recently. And you can check her out at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty, R A I N S C A R K I T T Y. You can also check out the lovely variety streamer, Fangirl Has No Name. She is. Like I said earlier, she is a variety streamer who is very in with the Zelda community. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash name. F-A-N-G-I-R-L H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E You can also check out the podcast that I do with Kyo, Timber, and Fangirl called Source. This week we talked a bunch about a lot of things. We'll probably be talking about the whole Fallout thing with GameStop and haha, <laughs> I am rich. <laughs> but you can hear what I have to say about the lovely GameStop things at Curry Hunter. Just look up, or on PodaSource. you can look up Curry Hunter on all podcast streaming services, and you should find it there. You can follow me at Twitter at OTYCan1, where I talk about Bang Dream, Ina Aiba, Roboco, Herobo, and more Bang Dream. Where can we find you, Luna?
0: You can find me on several streaming sites, such as Twitter, Letterboxd, anime planet and my anime list as Luna Maria 87 there you can see what i'm watching what i'm listening to and i i tweet mainly about movies horror movies and anime and on my instagram you can follow me at nerdy collector luna where you can see what i have spent my money on and what i have no time to watch but i'm still glad i own it
1: and where can we find you gray
2: you can find me on Twitter at Ongakugrey where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing. Mostly tokusatsu, Kamen Rider stuff. I have been busy as of late. I'm getting ready to move and I've got a wedding coming up. So I, I might not be on there as much as I probably should be. But I'm going to try to stay up to date as much as I can. So if you want to follow me there, by all means, that's where you'll find me.
1: But yeah. Once again, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Angaku I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Aloha.
0: This is Luna saying thank you so much for listening to our episode today. Hope you enjoyed it. We will see you next time. Ja matene!
2: This is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be right back here next week. Bye-bye.